Go ahead and just give the Lord what belongs to you. The psalmist says, come before him, bring an offering. Bring your thanksgiving. Bring your gratitude. Honor the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Bless the Lord. Glorify the Lord. Glorify the Lord. Glorify the Lord. From your own voices, just glorify the Lord. Tell Him thank you, Lord. God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. For your loving kindness, which is better than life. Thank you for your love this morning. Thank you for your presence this morning. Thank you for your move this morning. Thank you for your help this morning. Thank you, Lord. Churches begin to thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. 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 We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. 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 We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the Lord God. Blessed be the Lord God. Amen. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Father. You may be seated if you can. Let me just say thanks to Pastor Melody and the team this morning for just leading and for attracting such a rich move and the presence of the Lord in the midst of us today. And just to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, musicians. Let me just quickly greet everyone in the house this morning. Uh, Minister Antoinette again and her family. Dr. Hayes here. All of our special guests. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, Sister Diane, welcome. Everybody, this is Sister Diane. She's um, the stands on just make welcome. Now, I've, I've always said that I wanted for her to share her testimony. I'm going to give her five minutes to share. I've always been talking about her. Please just come, please. Um, so this is Sister Diane. Well, she was Parker. She's now married. And um, so she's back with us. It is her brother we have been praying for that was shot in the face recently. We have been in prayer for, for him. And... Um, so I'm going to just ask you to give us an update on him and just to share your testimony. She, and especially young people, pay attention. Good morning. Um, thanks for praying for my brother. Um, I think he's doing well. The surgery's gone well. Um, I think they said to us on Friday now that he's got an infection. Um, so he's got infection in the blood, urine, and also in the wound. But we trust in God that we know that God is a healer. But we trust in God that he will heal him. And as he's there, we're just encouraging God. And you know what? God is good because even though he's come out of the church, I've said to him, you know what? God says he's married to the backsider. Because when he got shot, the song that he was singing was, I will not die, but live and declare the word of the Lord. And it's coming back from the teachings we've had. Pastor Wayne is been instrumental to us from day one within Glad Tidings. I mean, we used to go to Glad Tidings Open Bible School. Well, Open Bible, and we went to the school as well, where you, the, the VBS thing. But I was saying to Pastor Wayne, I've always spoke about him because if it hadn't been for Pastor Wayne in my life and the blessing and what he's done with us, with us as young people, I don't think I'd still remain in Christ because going to England, um, you don't, it's not, Christianity or church is not really seen as a big thing. You're more ostracized to see as a Christian. So for me, I'm not going to say when I just got there, it was never, it was easy. I was saying, when I was here in December, I was saying to Pastor Wayne, when I went to England, I had to purposely make a decision that I was going to serve God because even people that was there from glad tidings and left, and I went to one point when, um, I was told by my auntie that I couldn't stay with her any longer. I went with one of my mum's friends that we grew up in church. I knew her as a good Christian. And when I got there, she was like, no, man, you know, so when you did come out in country, you can't, I praise God. And when I started staying with her, she was like, 
No, if you want to go to church, you have to go to church yourself, you know. And I said to Pastor Wayne, I took two buses to go to church because I said, I am going to go to church. I am going to praise God. And when I was there, and as I was there, and I was staying with her, you know, she made comments like, one hand can't clap, you know. Like, I suppose, because she was bringing loads of men in the house, and the men started, like, looking at me in a certain way. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And she was, one hand can't clap. And I said, me not clap with one hand. Me I clap with Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you now, if it hadn't been for God in my life, and if it hadn't been for looking back at the moments when I remember when we were with Pastor Wayne, and as I said, Pastor Wayne is a young person, Pastor is always there with us, always guiding us in the spirit. I remember the points when I look back and see where he used to take us out to different places, and when he anoint us and we go out and he starts seeing you, we come from, I come from a background where I understood what it means to worship God as a young person. Where I understood what it meant. And I went, if we had any problems, we'd come to Pastor Wayne and Pastor Wayne was there. I remember one point in Glad Tidings, there was a three-year-old, four-year-old little girl, Pastor Wayne anointed her. She started to speak in tongues and that little girl started touch. I'll never forget. These are the memories that stuck in my mind when I left Jamaica. And went to England and I knew the hand of God when you understand what who God is and understand what God can do in your life when I went to England that time we never had visas or anything and it, the whole loss of Jamaican they stopped us and under pastor Wayne's ministry I we always encouraged to study the word and I had a book where I just write scriptures every time I do my Bible study I write the scriptures and I remember as I opened that book God says, I'm with you. I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. That was the scripture that came to me. So when they were sending back all sorts of people, God put me through. And all through that, it was the word of God. And having passed away in there as a young person, pastor, that was there in our life, that was there to guide us as a young person, to understand. And not even that, is experience the presence of God. When you experience the presence of God, it's completely different. When you see the hand of God move, when the anointing is on you, we went out with Pastor Wayne one point and the anointing was on us in such a way as young people. I remember I feel, when people say you're drunk, if you've ever been real drunk and you compare that to being drunk in the spirit, that's exactly the same way. I remember one point we were drunk under the spirit to one point Pastor Wayne had to say, ask the Holy Spirit to lift the anointing. Do you remember Pastor Wayne? Lift the anointing off us. For two days, I wasn't able to walk properly because I was under the Spirit of God. But coming from that and using those times and precious times and understanding when you see demons coming and pass away and spoke and you were there as a young person, you start seeing. And I realized, I, I said to God, I've always said to God, you know, I, my mother is a really big person in the church. But I said, God, I want to know you for myself. I want to know you for myself. I want to understand who you are, not through my mother. And it was, God was so instrumental. I remember when Pastor Wayne just came in church, and I remember as he continued with us. And a lot of young people, as far, and my brother was one of them, but as far, he, he didn't engross it into that. But the fact that he still had Pastor Wayne over his life, speaking into his life, when he got shot, he remembered that song. And if it hadn't been for the, God, the grace of God on his life, and if it hadn't been for the grace of God on my life, but not only that, is understanding that God is more than able to take you through. I can tell you testimony on testimony. When I bought my first house, the, the, since I remember Sister Pauline when she said to me, well, um, you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that. 
And even her was shocked. I was still in university. And I said, God has to bring me through. And I went on prayer and fasting. And the first day I came out of university, I walked into the bank. And I got my mortgage. But it hadn't been for me. But it was the grace of God on my life. Over and over again. I'm in a workplace now where they know I'm a Christian. But even in where, we were, where you are in England, depending on where you live. I live in an area which is... Um, white dominated but you know what God has raised me up in such a way that I am the only person black person in my managerial position in where I am and even look wearing this little thing you'd think you wear this regularly in Jamaica wearing this in, in England is a test they'll say oh you're religious the fact that you wear something as simple as this that they'll use it as you being a different person but more than ever more than time when god has attacked me in the past when the devil has attacked me in the past god has raised me up even in this very workplace but even now i know that god is god and i will say to young people i'd say to any person if you really you really have to understand god for yourself when you understand god for yourself and when you see god move and god begin to become god it's a different situation because only then when your situation, when the fire comes, will you be able to cry out before God and cry before God? And even when you're going through this fasting now, this is a time when God is going to reveal himself to you and can reveal himself to you. I've come up from a young person. I've seen the hand of God move. But you know what? Every, we had a whole host of us as young people that came under Pastor Wayne. And the, you, you will tell the difference. Only the ones who really seek God. Because you can have a leader but you have to seek God for yourself. And as he seeks, as you seek God for yourself, then he will reveal himself to you. And not only that, he will bring back, because every time situations have come to me, every time, I remember the time I was with Pastor Wayne, and he's anointed, and he's used young people, and the ministry under him, and I've seen what God has done, and I said, well, he's got, God is no respecter of persons, the Bible tells you that. So if God is able to use one situation, I remember, even remember Keisha when she was possessed and God was there and it was passed away. And I remember she had a Ouija board at the point and passed away and prayed for the board the first time. And the board, it, the, it, the fire was, there was like, it's lit, the fire lit with Keisha. And it, when passed away and prayed for it and she was possessed, it just went out. It would, and as he prayed for it the next, the third time, the board broke. Now, this is the power of God. If I, I can tell you stories, of, and it's not even stories, it's life. Thing. And, and see, as a young person, when you see that, you realize, you know what? This is a God me serve. Where God can break a board where the devil has saying, I'm going to walk all. God is able to do anything. I'm more than able to do whatever you think your situation is. God is able to use you and turn it around. God is able, even with my brother, at this very moment, I said to him, you know what, that same week, he, he got shot. My mom fasted. I was praying with my friend and I don't know what I was praying for. And I said to Kerry, you know what? God knew what was happening before it ever it happened. So if it hadn't been for the grace of God and us praying at that point, Kerry, I'm telling you now, you would have been under the ground because the devil sent for you. But may I say to you, say, God knew. But if you follow the, God, the leading of God, when he's saying pray, pray. If he wake you up at two o'clock, get up and pray. Wake up at five o'clock, get up and pray. Because that is God saying, don't wake up and watch TV. There's some point you have to get yourself and shut in yourself. Because our lives are so busy. 
but you have to make a purpose. The Bible says, no, we can give everything to God, but he says, a broken and contrite heart I will not despise. So I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to say, continue to pray and press into God, but we have to make that time for God. We have to sometimes take away our self, the cell phone, the distraction. When you come in from work, shut in. I'm telling you now, since I've been going through some situation at work, I, TV, I can't tell when's the last time I've watched TV. Because for me, that's my only distraction. As I, when, when you're a wife and you have children, you don't have time anymore. But when I come in from work, the only time I have is that time, and that's the time I use with God. And God is able to reveal certain things. And it's not like the devil, the Bible says, no, if Christ was persecuted, don't expect that we're not going to get the same trouble. But God is able to bring you through. But if you don't prepare for the war, when the war comes, you're, go, you're not going to be in a right frame of mind. So we have to. We have to be prepared. Thank you very much. Amen. So, young, young persons, this, this is the young lady that told us about that when she went to England and walked into the church and demons that manifested and the pastor and the deacon and everybody fled for, for safety and hide themselves in the office, leaving a 16-year-old with a whole church to cast out devils. <laughs> so this is her. So she, she, you hear her testimony. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It is so wonderful to have you, Diane. It's really wonderful. And we continue to pray for your brother. We have been calling names before the throne. We believe in God. I want you to turn with me to Isaiah 61. I want to continue from where I was last week. But this week we're going to be talking in a very interesting way. I want to talk about um, the spirit and the word. The spirit and the word. The spirit and the word. The Holy Spirit we're talking about and the word. And I want to go back to Isaiah 61. I am... Um, I'm heavily burdened. There's, there's just so much weight in my system and a number of different things. And I believe that God wants to stir. I'm, I'm very glad that Pastor Mel sang that second song earlier because it, it, it testifies, I believe, of what God wants to do in, in the midst of all of us. He is determined to stir a revival and let me let me put it this way so we can have a, an understanding of what I'm getting at a revival is something that is for the church you you usually can't revive someone who is a sinner you get them saved but a revival is meaning that someone has been alive and alert and on fire, and I've lost that fire and that alertness and that passion. And um, they use a defibrillator. You know when you, you go to the doctor and they, somebody has passed out hard and they use the defibrillator and they, they have a name for it. They call it doctor something. And then they rub the two things together and, and says, and then hit you with it. And you, you they it, it restarts the, the, the heart's electrical system. And so, 
A revival restarts the electrical system of our hearts. The passion that should drive us. A transformation, on the other hand, have elements of revival in it, but it, it, it takes in a wider scope. It not only touches those who are in the house and those outside, but it also um, changes even the physical landscape. So even things that you're not expecting to be impacted, we're talking transformation, gets impacted by that. Everybody with me so far? Talk to me. Good. I, I haven't done anything yet for you to have any malice with me, so you have to talk to me. All right. So Isaiah 61. Let's read that again, everyone, together. Let's read it again. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he has set me sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captive to open the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And let's read verse 4. It says, and they, and they shall build the old waste places, with the old wastes. They shall raise up the former desolations, that, and, that, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. And then it begins to describe some other things today. I believe that God is going to do something uniquely special today. Please take a hold of someone's hand and let us pray together. Young people, um, I've been stirred by the Spirit of the Lord to activate you. And I'm so glad that my sister Diane is here but to activate you over the next couple of months in a way like you have never been activated before. I've been praying about this for a little while now and I've gotten more than green light. I've gotten a serious commissioning to, to get you going. So as you take someone's hand, um, we're going to pray. My hand needs to be taken too. So come. Is everybody taking a hand where you are at, please? Wonderful. Hallelujah. All right, we'll just wait for sister to come and settle in. And then we're going to be praying. I just hurry up, my dear. So we're going to pray. Thank you. 
So as you take your seat, just take someone's hand. We're going to be praying. Hallelujah. Let us pray. And I want you to pray over the other person's hands you're holding with. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to come into this house greater than you have, you have already been. I want you to fall upon my brother, my sister. I want for you to fall upon my brother, my sister. Come again. I want you to fall upon my brother, my sister. Until everything in them change. I declare at this very moment that this is an appointed season for you. Your life after today will never be the same again. Did you hear me? Your life after today will never be the same again. Therefore, I declare upon your life activation of every deposit in your spirit even to the super abundantly above everything I could ever ask or think I release an activation to you right now in the name of Jesus I declare no birds no fowl of the air will take your word today you will not be robbed you will not be robbed you will not be robbed but the word of the Lord shall settle in your spirit and you shall be changed in the name of Jesus and we call it done. Amen. 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 The spirit and the word. Mm. In John 4, mm. 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 Jesus. Whew. In John 4, we have an unusual conversation that took place between Jesus and a woman that have lived with levels of rejection that she have never that was unparalleled. We don't know anything about her parents. We do not know what she may have been exposed to to a certain degree when she was young. What can be said of her birth is that the fact that she's Samaritan gives a clue as to the situation as to her coming into being. The Samaritans were offsprings of Jews and an invading nation. When the invading nation came through and overran the people, they killed the men and raped the women. 
and the, the entire Samaritan area was made up of these persons who have gone through this level of abuse. And this level of abuse made them unacceptable by Jewish standards to be a part of the commonwealth of Israel. It's a nice fancy term to mean to be included into mainstream Israel. So they were, were kept at bay. They were kept at arm's length at all times. And the Jews did not want to associate with them. As a matter of fact, the Jews went as far as calling them dogs. And you remember that Jesus in another discourse with another woman, he, when she says, Master, I want you to come and heal my child. And he says, why should I take the children's bread and give them to dog? What he was highlighting was how the Samaritans were viewed um, historically by those who were Jews. They were not accepted in the commonwealth. And I, I like to point out so that we are on the same page that Jesus' speaking to her that way was a, a method by which he used to activate her faith. And sometimes, some, it is not all the times that someone comes with you with a prophetic word. It's going to be, thus says the Lord, as of this day, you're going to be blessed. There are times when someone approaches you with a prophetic word, and if they had poor acid on you, you'd have feel better. Because their word, the, the way the word comes out of their mouth, it is very rubbing and it, it disturbs, and you have a struggle to receive the word, but the, 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 the reason why God would allow it to come across this way, it has a purpose. The purpose is to activate your faith. It is to, it is to get you to, to see if you are daring enough to push past every form of hostility that is coming at you, even the slight of men. Even the, 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 the situation where you are not accepted and readily pulled close. He wants to know if you are able to push past all of that. And still receive what you are believing God for. The truth is most of us need to be activated. Samson had an anointing on his life. That no matter how many church services you carry him into. Nothing happened. But if you mention the name of his enemy one time, that does it. Do you all hear what I just said? It doesn't matter. You could bring Samson to the best anointed service you can find. And he looks ordinary. But you open your mouth and say, Defeat. By the time you get to listing, something happened. And he was triggered. So the question becomes, what does it to yank your chain what would it take to trigger you to move from beyond your ordinary self and begin to allow what is resting upon you to be stirred help us Jesus and so the Samaritans have lived it's an 
it's an entire community that have lived under this weight of rejection. We had another community that experienced it as well, and it was Nazareth, to the point where the question was asked, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Somebody may look at your family and says, a pure mad people come out of there. But they are asking, can any good thing come out of your family? Rejection. Rejection. Serious kind of rejection. And so the discourse in, Matthew, in John 4 is that Jesus, in fact, if you read the overall text, you'd realize that Jesus had a preaching engagement among the Samaritans. But the Samaritan says, why should we open up our community to you for you to come when your people have always kept us at arm's length? You're not coming in here. And Jesus, instead of cursing them and do all of that, he just wait the time out. And then one day he got up and he says to his disciples, he says, I must go from this location to that location and I must pass through Samaritan, Samaria. And so he's choosing the time very well. Came to the well, got there at a time when you're not expecting anyone to be there. As a matter of fact, the custom dictates that at that point of the day, this woman should not have been there. However, the rejection, so as a people, they are rejected, but as a woman herself, she's suffering from rejection. She have already gone through five uh, husbands and, um, and so on. And so she's now, the shame and the guilt and all of that, she's coming at this time of the day. And the conversation as she got there, Jesus started. And so in the conversation, Jesus offered her water. Everybody say water. Well, first he begged for water and then she gave a response and then he offered her water. Everybody say water. water. One more time, water. water. Say living water. Living water. So he offered her water. And um, might I remind you that this is the same Jesus that turned water into wine. I just, I just had to put that in there somewhere so we can see who we're talking about. So he offered her water. And as she talks to her, she said, now, we are worshippers. We are worshippers. As Samaritans, we are worshippers. Our father told us that our, this hill here is where God appears. But you say it is in the hill in Jerusalem. And Jesus says to her in this conversation, Woman, there is a time coming when neither in this hill or in the one in Jerusalem that worship will take place. What will happen with worship is I'm introducing you to two other hills. And that is in spirit, that's hill number one, and hill number two is in truth. That the hour is coming when we will worship him in what? In spirit. Come on, in spirit. In spirit. In spirit and in truth. He says, I am bringing you into a place where you'll have such a fellowship with my spirit and you'll also have such a grasp 
of my word. My word. My word is what you need. My spirit is what you need. And so, as we read this Isaiah passage, we have to understand that there, he's calling you and I into a place where he can pour his spirit upon us. Where he can allow for the Holy Spirit to come and sit upon us in such a way like we have never experienced before. There's a purpose for this. There's a reason for this. And so I want us to explore this even deeper. Spirit and the Word. What is so significant about this? Genesis 1 tells us that in the beginning, God creates what? The heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And what comes after that? What comes after that? I said, what comes after that? The Spirit of the Lord. Come on, what comes after that? The Spirit of the Lord, yes. The Spirit of the Lord. And then what comes after that? No, that, that's still the work of the Spirit. So he comes, he moves. What comes after that? What comes next? And God said. So in other words, what I want for you to get on the onset here is this. Is that today, God wants to do some creative stuff in us. I can I say recreative things in us. That whether you are someone that is struggling and battling with rejection as the woman at the well was experiencing. Because what God did or what Jesus did to her was to say, woman, understand this. That what is coming next and what I'm, in fact, there's a, there's a, there's a phrase that he uses. He says, the hour is coming. It is something down the road. And then he says what? And now is. I want everyone just kind of reach your hands out a little bit. Just reach one of your hands out. Just close it and then put it back to yourself. In other words, in, in this prophetic action that I've just asked you to do, we are reaching for the things that are ahead of us and pulling them into the now for an experience and a walk in the Holy Spirit. We cannot wait until then. And it was never meant for us to wait until then. What he has actually set us up to see is who is willing enough to push past all of the barriers and to say what is destined for me down the road I want to start walking it right now. I said what is destined for me down the road I want to start walking it right now. Everybody say that to me. I want to start walking it when? I want to start walking it right now. So in looking at the spirit and the word. So let me now break it this way. Spirit. God does nothing in the earth without his Holy Spirit 
being a crucial and key contributor of what he's doing. Nothing. Starting with creation. Flowing from creation. Every time you read in the, as a matter of fact, it, it is, it, the, the New Testament speaking of the Old Testament says this. That holy men of God wrote and spoke as the Holy Spirit came upon them and gave them what? So he has been actively involved in the earth doing and moving and changing and setting things free and allowing you and I to experience God in a way that only he as the Holy Spirit can introduce himself to us that way. That he's the spirit of creation. That he's the spirit of life. That he's the spirit that baptizes. That he introduced himself by many names. He called himself as living waters. He called himself fire that is poured out. He called himself oil that runs upon the head to the beard. And he introduced himself as a talking spirit that wants to come upon us. So nothing is done without the Holy Spirit. Your next move cannot happen without the Holy Spirit. Whatever God is doing in your life, I, I should, let me say this way, whatever plans you have, your plans, if it lacks this crucial infusion, something is wrong with it. You need the Holy Spirit. I want to tell the person beside you, you need the Holy Spirit. Now they might say to you, well, I'm already filled up with the Holy Spirit. Then tell them one more time, say, you need the Holy Spirit. And there's still more. There's still more. Then he says, the Holy Spirit is revealed in Isaiah 2. And also in Revelation 3, 4, and 5. The Holy Spirit is revealed in this way. That he is the, Revelation called him the seventh spirit of God. Isaiah 2 says, is the sevenfold spirit. So Revelation refers to his coming as the seventh spirit. And that's because the way he manifests himself. So let's, let's, let's look at it so we can see what I'm talking about. Some of you already would have picked up on that. But talk about the spirit of wisdom. Let me find back my Isaiah too. Hallelujah. Isaiah 11 too rather. Not Isaiah 2. Isaiah 11 too. So the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Everybody say rest upon him. Now here is what I want our young people to realize. First of all is there any young person here who is 12 years old? 12 years? Any 12 year old? 12? 12? 12 beautiful? Any more 12 year old? Let, let me see all of our 12 year olds standing, please. Okay, wonderful. I see, I see a 12 year old pushing his hands on duty this morning. Thank you, sir. But stand for me, 12 years old. 12? Beautiful. 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 All right, so we have at least 
how many do we have? That's four, five, at least six, 12, 12 years old. So 12 years old. What if I tell you that this passage we're reading right now speaks of Jesus at the age where you are at, at this moment, that he would have coming up on him in this segment of his life such a mighty outpouring of the spirit that release upon him wisdom you do not expect in most cases a 12 year old to have a certain kind of wisdom so if I tell you as a 12 year old that you can have the spirit of the Lord coming upon you and release the sevenfold manifestation of himself in your life. What would you say? Would you want it? Would you want that to happen? Young man, would you want that to happen? Young ladies, would you want that to happen? Is it shy you are shy? Okay. Young men over this side, would you want that to happen? Would you want that to happen? Would you want that to happen? Okay, wonderful. You may be seated. Be seated. Thank you. Mm -hmm. He says, spirit of wisdom. That's one manifestation. And understanding. Spirit of counsel. Spirit of might. Spirit of the knowledge. Of the fear of the Lord. And quick understanding. That he wants to reveal himself in us. To baptize our young ones. To baptize at any age. And for us to experience him in these manifestations. We are seeing some of the dangers happening to our youth. And, our, and, our, and, and, elder, and older persons. Because there is no sense of even, let's say, just pick one. Of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. That we have lost in a lot of cases the fear of the Lord. We have not experienced that interaction with the Holy Spirit for a very long time. We are still thinking that we can do our own thing. But he wants to reintroduce himself to us this day. That he wants to outpour upon every single one of us himself. And to have these manifestations flowing out of our lives. Wisdom, knowledge, counsel, might. Might. Everybody say might. Might. So he wants us to have that. Follow me closely. We, we, we're getting somewhere and I won't be long this morning. So he wants us to do that. To have an interaction. To have, we use a term in Jamaica, hands and gloves. To have a hands and glove experience with the Holy Spirit. An intimate experience with the Holy Spirit. In such a way that 
We are a walking, breathing manifestation of what God is doing in the earth. I want to say it again. We become a walking, breathing manifestation. So it means this. Of what God is doing in the earth. All right, let me, I, I, I didn't say that that way. Let me say it another way. So much so that the Apostle Paul in describing you and I. Our life. Our life. Brother Andrew. He says that you are epistles. You are God's love letter to a dying world. That's what an epistle is. I know you love your wife. But unfortunately you're not just for her alone. You are God's love letter to a dying world. Your life is to be read off. That there are people, you don't have to go to an Obiaman to get read up. There are people who are reading you up every day. Your life is to be read off by all men. But when they read, what must they see? They must see the sevenfold manifestation of the Spirit of the Lord. That's what he wants. They must see you walking in wisdom. See you walking with counsel and understanding. And see you walking in might. Everybody say might. 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 Living, breathing, Reflection. All right. The word. The word. The word. He says that those who are worshipers worship in spirit and in truth. When Herod asked the question, What is truth? The scripture responds by saying, Thy word is truth. Not a truth. Not a truth. Not contained truth. Thy word is truth. It's the baseline. It is, it is that from which everything is measured. It is absolute truth. So, it's saying here, that you and I, if we are going to have a transformation going on in our lives, we need not just an outpouring of the Spirit, but we need to be saturated with His Word. We need the Word. In fact, in Isaiah it says that no one stir himself to take a hold of God. There's not a stirring. And what is it that stirs us? Is the word of God getting into our systems. So we need the word. That's what Jesus spoke to the woman. He spoke word of life. In a context in which she's saying. Oh, but you need to experience the spirit. That's what happened in Genesis 1. Is that as the spirit of the Lord is hovering and doing and positioning and brooding over all of this emptiness. It is under that that the word is released. 
It is upon that movement that the word is carried. That you and I are being called upon right now to eat up the word. Because what he wants to do in you and I next cannot be done without this twofold. This twinning. This twinning. This twinning. Cannot be done without this twinning of the word and the Holy Spirit. When the woman received this at the well, the rejection she have lived under as a community and the rejection she have lived under as a person immediately broke. I want to say it again. I said the rejection did what? Immed no, no, that just broke. It immediately broke. And it broke to such an extent that when she went back, she left the water vessel. She ran to the city. And then immediately she became a messenger. And the men, the elders, the leaders of the community says, no, 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 no. We don't trust your testimony. We want to hear about this ourselves. And they came, they did. But can I tell you, when they came, they came and they brought Jesus in. Can I tell you that that became the change in her life? Now, there are many persons here who are battling different things. Different things. Some are battling shame. Shame and rejection tend to go, they, 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 they behave themselves like close companions. And people are battling shame and rejection. Can I tell you that on this particular moment, God wants his spirit to come upon you. Now you, have, you may say, well, I've experienced his spirit before. No, no. Yes, but there is yet more. And that when he comes upon you, He's going to lift the shame from off your life. And he's breaking in a way not to be reattached. Rejection. Okay, you see? Especially if we're dealing with prenatal rejection. Where while you were in the womb is when it forced down on you. There are many of you who, while your parents were pregnant with you, they, they did not want you, for whatever the reason. You may have been for them an inconvenience. Or it may be that she was forced. Or it may be that your mother loved you, but your father had some uncertainty as to who you are, whether or not you were his. All of those kinds of things. It really does not matter where the levels of rejection is and where it started and how it started what is important here is to understand that the methodology that God gives from heaven to break this thing is this that I want my spirit to come upon you and I want my word that is already in you to recreate your spirit 
That's what he's doing. He's allowing the little word that's already in your system to be empowered by the outpouring in such a way that you are never the same again. I can share my own personal testimony of, of walking through rejection. I, I won't do that because if I do it, it's going to take too long. Just touch a person beside you and just tell them this for me, please. Just touch him. Touch him rather gently and just say to them, depending on if they are female or male, you're going to call their gender. Say, my daughter, my son. The Lord have not given you a spirit of rejection. Instead, he has given you the spirit of adoption. You have been adopted in the beloved. I'm asking, I'm asking person a, a very important thing. Please, I, I feel so much happening. Could I have you just pull? Just, just pull. Pull, please. Just pull. No, I don't just want you to do your hand. I want, I, want your, I want your spirit to pull. I want you to change your disposition in your thought process in the way you're receiving this and just begin to draw. God is determined to set you free today. And the reason why he's doing that, he has a mission for you. He has a, you cannot do what is next to be done from your life until this thing is done in you. In other words, it is those who have been set free that bring freedom to others. Anyone who goes into jail and lets somebody out without having authority, both are arrested and put back behind bars. Because they call that a jailbreak. But what we want is not a jailbreak. We want to mash up the jail itself. Like what happened in Acts. When they, when they begin to worship at midnight. That the jail was mashed up. Because we, we forget that not only are the prisoners in jail. But so is the one who guard the prisoners. They spend time behind bars too. I know you missed that. Missed it completely. So just as the security guard is behind bars, he cannot live a free life at home because he has to be guarding prisoners. He's as much in prison as the man who is convicted. And there is a jail destruction that must happen that both men be free. Both the prisoner and the keeper of prisoners. Pull. Just draw. For your own freedom. Draw. Come on, come on, come on. You're not pulling yet. You're not pulling. You, you, you had too much worship to drink this morning. So you feel full. Pull. 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 Pull for your own breakthrough. I don't know if I'm going to get to minister this again at another time. I don't know when he's going to say this to you again. This is the moment. This is it. Because some of you have been written off. Some of you have been written off. They have closed the book on your case. And they are determined that you will never come to anything. But the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. 
I said one more time, the devil is why? Because while they have scheduled you for conclusion, God has scheduled you for an outpouring and he wants to pour his spirit upon you and you must receive it this morning. Must receive it. There's a purpose to all of this. There's a purpose. First of all, you have been adopted. Second of all, there is nothing ordinary about you there's nothing so so here is what he says that he says that the spirit of the lord i want to just read it because he has anointed you to preach the gospel to the meek so you are being anointed you are being set free to take a message to those who are weak to those who are don't try them you have been sent to bind up the broken hearted. There are a number of things that are breaking hearts. You have been released, you have been, come, you have been poured upon to proclaim liberty to the captive. That means that you are untying cords. You are freeing people up to open prison doors. To them that are bound to proclaim freedom in the year of Jubilee, to proclaim over them an acceptable year. It is the year when even your death gets cancelled. It is the year when even your resources are divinely and supernaturally pro provided for. It's the day of also vengeance. It's the day when God is able to judge your enemies once and for all. And to deal with them in such a way that you are freedom. You have been anointed to bring forth comfort to those who are mourning. There are some persons who are crying deep inside of your spirit. Well, he wants you to experience a breakthrough like you have never experienced. To comfort those who mourn. So that those who are mourning might experience joy. Mourning Zion to give beauty for ashes. Everybody say beauty for ashes. Say recreation. So he wants to recreate some things in you. To give those who are under depression the garment of praise. Is there anybody who is depressed right now? Are battling depression? He want, you have been anointed with the Holy Spirit. I have been poured upon you by his spirit. To be set free from depression to bring healing to those who are depressed. Trees of righteousness. I said trees of righteousness. Do you know what is said about a tree that has been planted? Psalm 1. Your leaf don't get withered. You do not know when drought come. And whatsoever you do prospers. Trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified in you and then he says one more thing that you must do is that you have been looked to to rebuild old waste places maybe i'm not sharing it right the lord forgive me if i'm not doing it right but what i know without a shadow of a doubt 
is that the Lord has scheduled for us as a people a move of his spirit like we have never experienced before. What I know without a shadow of doubt is that he didn't send you here this morning to go back home the way you came. I know that. I said I know that. I know that with everything inside of me. I know I know that he wants to break chains of your life. I know he wants to cancel someone's casket. So that what the enemy meant for evil might be turned around for good. There's someone who I've been saying in recent times, this is, this is your talk, that you feel so weary in your spirit. It's, 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 it's a word I'm looking for. It's Frustrated is not the word. You, uh, fatigue and spent, like burnout. You feel like you're burnt out in your spirit. It's like you have war and war and war and war and war and like your whole life is just surrounded by one fight after the other. And I know that God scheduled today that upon his outpouring, your war comes to an end. That you can experience what it is <laughs> to have a table spread before you in the presence of your enemies. To experience what it feels like as your cup runs over because the anointing has fallen upon your head. The Holy Spirit has come upon your head. To experience what it feels like to be washed with pure water. And that's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do with you this morning. I don't know any other way to say it. But just to tell you what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And so I want you where you are right now. Just receive from the Lord right here, right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me tell you how you receive. That even at this moment, you may feel as though something on the inside of you is preventing you from going forward. You feel like the struggle has just taken on a whole new dimension, level. How do you receive? Think of the woman with the issue of blood. Start by speaking into yourself. And speak to yourself. And says, I'm not leaving here without this. She said, 
if I could but just touch, I know I will be made whole. Your talk is, Lord, I'm not leaving here the way I came. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to leave here the way I came. So after you speak to yourself, then I want you to begin to make another move. And that is from the deep of your spirit, begin to give him thanks and worship. Then you begin to say to the Lord, how awesome he is. There is no other help I know. There's no other power I know. I do not worship idols. I do not give homage or pay homage to idols. I give homage to you. For you alone are worthy of my praise. And I want you to give him from your spirit. Your spirit may be broken. Give him from that broken place. Give him from that broken place. Give him from that broken place. Everyone in scripture who received something different other than that everyone else was receiving pressed a little deeper. They went after God with a little bit more hunger and God responded to them. So that is what Press it. Press beyond this. Press beyond this. Press beyond this. Come on. Young men, press beyond this. This is the day that God scheduled for your freedom. Your life cannot continue the way it has before. It ends today. It end young people, some of you are struggling with your identity you are struggling and I'm, I'm not talking about identity as something or another but you are struggling with just knowing who you are in God this is the time for you to move beyond the shallows so don't pass me by do not pass me by do not pass me by rejection ends today Depression ends today. Frustration ends today. The burnout ends today. Right here. Right now. He says the hour is coming and now is. Right here, right now is what we're talking about. So I want you to press in and take a hold of the Lord right now. Father, Father, you promise that you'll pour out of your spirit upon all flesh. Pour upon us this morning. We wait on you, Lord. We wait on you, Jesus. We wait on you. We wait on you. Now I want you where you are to open your mouth and begin to talk to the Lord. Please. Pastor, I can't pray, you say. Talk to him. Tell him. 
how much you need him. Tell him how much you cannot do without him. Come on, I'm not hearing you. Speak to the Lord. 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 Speak, 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 speak. Speak, 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 speak. Speak to the Lord. Speak, speak. Lord, we're asking you to detox some spirit. Someone's spirit needs to be detoxed of the junk that is inside there. Now, Lord, we're asking you to rest upon them in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, young people. Speak to the Lord. His spirit wants to come upon you. He wants to rest upon you. So you'll never be the same again. Things will not operate on the same level they have been for quite a while now. Come on, speak to the Lord. 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 Speak, speak, speak. There are a couple of women in here today who have experienced either of these two things molestation and rape this is the moment that you get healed this is the moment this is the moment that thing has robbed you for many years it has robbed you of your joy and of your life but he wants to take it away today I'm not asking if this is what the spirit of the Lord wants to do I'm not guessing I know with everything inside of me that he's doing this right now I know I know I know I know I know There's some young men inside here whose heart have been broken you feel abandoned you feel forsaken you feel left like you're discarded this is your time to reach up and take a hold of the Lord to reach up and take a hold of the Lord and to receive help from him your help come from the Lord maker of heaven and earth receive help from him right now come on 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 I hear the Lord said he's doing surgery surgery has been done on someone's spirit surgery has been done in the depths of your soul He's taking out some things that have kept you for a very, very long time. Come on. Receive your healing. Receive your deliverance. Right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Receive it. I need some intercessors to lift up your prayers. Even as you are looking for your breakthrough, begin to pray someone else's breakthrough forward right now too. So even though whilst you are believing God for your own freedom, I want you to begin to pray for someone else's freedom. Pray someone else's freedom. Because this is it. 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 There's somebody who keeps having this dream. I've been chased by some wild animal of some sort you have been running for your life for a long time because of something that has happened that you are unaware of that ends right now this dream has been a recurring decimal in your life and it's speaking to what's going on in the deep of your system this is the moment when that gets delivered broken from your life broken from your life broken from your life broken come on 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 broken broken from your life totally 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 set free yeah, right there, right now, right here, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we speak liberty to the captain. Speak liberty. Speak liberty. Speak liberty. Now, if you can't take a hold of someone's hands again, we were working together in the house and now you're going to begin to pray for them you're going to begin to release over them a touch from the spirit of the Lord a touch from the spirit of the Lord a touch a touch a touch a touch a touch a touch
want you four men to pray for her. The enemy has been trying to take her out. It's an assignment that death against her life. Do not stop until she is completely set free. This is prayer time. I said, This is prayer time. This is prayer time. This is prayer time. Things are changing. I know it. We're not looking in the natural now. We're looking at what is actually taking place in the spirit. We're seeing it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. No, we're, not, we're not done yet. We're, not, we're, just, we're just getting going. Things are happening. It's 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 happening.
prayer meeting. in this house he is pouring himself out right now he's pouring himself out he's pouring himself out he is not waiting he's pouring himself out thank you Lord thank you can you feel the weight of his presence in this place right now. Now there are some small groups that are, have assigned some place to pray. It doesn't mean that the rest of us are not to be praying and to be doing. But things are happening. Things are happening. Things are happening. So now everyone in your group and every one of us together lift your voices and let's begin to speak. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the outpouring of your spirit. Fill us up, Lord, to the overflowing. Fill us up, Lord, to the overflowing. Come on. Fill us, Lord, to the overflowing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. In the name of Jesus. I release over your life right now the move of the spirit 
to set you free. I set you free right now in Jesus' name. I loose from over your life every bond of wickedness. I loose from over your life every oppression. I loose from over your life every depression in the name of Jesus. 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 From over your life right now. From over your life right now. I lose from over your life right now. Or just a servant pastor here. I'll over your life right now. Come, 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 come. Right now. Come on, come on, come on. Right now. And I surround them. Right now. Right now. Right now. I'm going to pray this way. Come on. Come, 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 come. come. Come on, right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now. Come in this group right here. Come in this group right here. Right now, right now. Right now, right now, right now. Right now, I said the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you because he has anointed for your deliverance. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. He's upon me to come upon you in the name of Jesus. We set you free right now. Right now. Right now. Hallelujah. Come, 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 come. to work a miracle in the midst of you this morning a miracle a miracle a miracle a miracle a miracle in the midst of you this morning he wants to work a miracle in the midst of you this morning a miracle a miracle come on receive 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 a miracle from the Lord this morning receive a touch from the Lord this morning a miracle a miracle a miracle come on 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 we busy in everyone this morning and I know and I know and I know we busy in everybody this morning Something changing. 
something is changing. Hallelujah. Something is changing. Something is changing. Something is changing. Something is changing. Ah, my God, my God, my God, my God. Something is changing. Something is changing. Something is changing. Something is breaking. Something is loosening. Hey, hey, yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Something is changing. Something is changing. Something is changing. Something is changing. in this place we're declaring right now in the name of Jesus that there will be transformation and the move of the spirit of the Lord of God over your life right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus 
Hallelujah. 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 Joy is, is coming. persons in here just need to take your shoes off and just begin to allow and reverence the presence of the Lord for his glory as he falls upon you but I know that there are changes happening there are spirits that have been expelled from persons life that have held them bound for a while now you have been struggling and been fought hard and God is setting you free Receive that right now. Receive your complete freedom. Yes, God. Receive it. Receive it. Receive. Yes, Lord. Receive it.
Father, we speak one more time in this house and over your people that those that shall be of thee shall we build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many desolations, many ruins and destructions. You shall turn places that have seen the judgment of God into places that have seen the favor of God. You shall be called repairers of the breach, the restorers of paths to dwell in. Declare that over your life today that you will see the move of the Spirit of the Lord and you will not be the same again. That that which flows out of your life from now on will speak volumes about God and nothing of self and flesh. That you'll never go back into bondage again. We break from someone's life right now. Addictive behaviors. We command that every addictive behavior. It's now broken by the Spirit of the Lord. And by the Word of the Lord, you are set free. Every addictive behavior, every addictive behavior, we break it right now. And we declare that you are free in the Spirit of the Lord. For whom the Son have set free. I said, whom the Son set free. I said, whom the Son set free whom the son set free you are free indeed you are free indeed you are free indeed you are free indeed Jesus someone who has an air infection that God is healing that thing right now it's causing everything in that air to be dried up so that it can now function the way it's supposed to be functioning we release that to you right now the healing of the Lord someone who is you are struggling with bitterness 
you're really fighting this place where you're trying to just obey the Lord, but there is some amount of resentment for someone and some things that have gone on. And you're struggling with bitterness. God wants you to uproot that thing and he wants to be a help to uproot that thing from your life. That you might experience true forgiveness and what it is to release forgiveness and receive it. So that you'll never you'll never be humbugged by that thing anymore. Let it go. Whatever was done to you, let it go. Whatever offense that was committed against you, it's time to let it go. It's poisoning your life. It's poisoning your system and God is saying let it go. So that I can heal you. Completely. From bitterness. From resentment. And from anger. And the many thoughts of revenge. That have flashed through your head. He wants you to let it go. So he Lord. The Lord can have his way. In your life right now. So we release you. In the grace of the Lord. From that spirit of resentment and that you might experience the spirit of adoption the spirit of forgiveness the wisdom and the fear of the Lord hallelujah spirit of the Lord rest upon us one more time and work in us your purposes in Jesus name Amen Apostle